With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. I'm Alpha. We can be as badass as we want. We now live in a nation where doctors destroy health, lawyers destroy justice, universities destroy knowledge, governments destroy freedom, the press destroys information, religion destroys morals. Our banks destroy the economy. The inability to defend on all of these fronts, be it voter suppression, and you can go down the line. You can go down the line. Good evening. I'm Alpha. This is the Alpha Show. Now, the master of common sense, take no prisoners in politics and game making. The man from Chicago who's got their numbers. This is Advanced Urban Political Talk Radio with Alpha. Well, good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Alpha Show. Here at TruthWorks Network, where the truth must be spoken more than once. Do we have enough going on this week? Or do we have to wait for a little more to come out? I said it, and I will say it again, and I'll continue to say it. These people never go home. They lost the election. They lost two Senate seats in the special election. What did they do? After the president couldn't bully them into reversing a decision that's basically etched in stone and lying and finding 11,870 votes. One more than we need is the quote. They look to spread voter suppression over 43 states, 250 bills. And what's the answer from the Democratic Party? Is HR1. The John Lewis Voting Rights Act. But oh, yeah, they have the filibuster that 
maybe two, maybe three Democrats won't get rid of, even though it was a founded uh, this is rule, I'll call it a rule because it's not a law it's not in the constitution this is a tool that the minority used in this country to continue the white supremacy so now they are basically all hands on deck everybody on the wall we must stop and kill democracy and bring upon an authoritarian way of life in which we are in charge. We can control. Be it controlling the information that comes out from government that you only need to hear our side of it. The Democratic Party has to understand what's going on. And if they don't know, they better ask Marvin Gaye. He'll tell you what's going on. You do not need a degree in white supremacy. Avoiding white supremacy or living with white supremacy. You can see it. It oozes out of the DNA of this nation. Imagine passing a law in your state that will jail someone giving water to people standing in lines in the baking sun of the south in Georgia. Imagine that. To give water or food is a felony. To knock on a door in the Capitol building of the governor's office, felony. And each and every turn, we see draconian laws being passed by the white supremacists who sit in the seats of elected governments. And they just don't give a damn because their people don't give a damn. And their people don't give a damn because there is nothing to be lost by their actions. The leader of, well, either she's a leader or she's just part of the uh, Democratic side. I believe she's a leader. If I read the story right, I've got a bunch of stories here 
and uh, she went to watch the signing of this bill inside around the governor, Governor Kemp, in Georgia, were like five or six other white men. And they were basically signing draconian authoritarian law that has become law. And there is no other recourse for the Democratic Party except to pass H.R. 1 and the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. To fail to do that means it's over. Democracy is destroyed. In the Georgia bill that's also part of the Georgia bill, the Secretary of State has no more power to certify an election. A panel of three appointees by the governor would rule whether or not they are satisfied with the outcome of the election. And if not, they just throw out the black voters. The voter suppression has been out front and in our face. The number of places where you can go and vote has dropped in the black communities. It's down to 38%. And they want to curtail that even further. They ask for a lot, give back a little, and then they still enjoy the fruits of what they've gained. And that's cutting the cutback of early voting, the um, arbitrary confirmation of a signature on absentee ballots. You know, all of this is all of this is questionable by those authoritarians in charge. And I'd like to see some level of a response from the Democratic Party. And I would also like to see there to be an offensive from the Democratic Party. You know, you can talk about bipartisanship all you want, but if the paid elected officials don't want bipartisanship, and just the people want bipartisanship. It does no good. So they have to basically eliminate those elected officials by simply pushing through 
what you want. And it must be made very clear to the two holdout senators that this is their last hurrah. They will not be in those seats after 2022 because Democrats will not support them. If uh, you need a reference, look up Blanche Lincoln. Blanche Lincoln was the Arkansas senator who was a conservative Democrat, just like Joe Manchin. Entirely too many times she voted with the right and called herself a Democrat. The Democrats ran a primary challenger against her. She barely won that race in the primary. And then she lost by 30, 40 points in the general election because Democrats abandoned her. So either way it went, she's out of a seat. That's not to say it matters to her one way or the other because she went on as a lobbyist. How successful she was as a lobbyist, she's probably still a lobbyist. And she's got her head down and she's making money. But Joe Manchin must understand this is his last hurrah. Christian Cinema must understand. And she could have gone on for maybe a couple more terms. But with a 50-50 Senate split, you are not going to endear yourself to the base by siding with the Republicans. and obstructing the agenda of the Democratic Party. And see, that's the difference between Republicans and Democrats. Republicans stay lockstep because of fear. Democrats basically are given that freedom to make up their own mind. Now, if your mind leads you astray, then Democrats say, we can come in behind you and vote you out. Or if you win that, we cannot support you and you lose in the general. Either way, you're out and we can just pick up and go from there. Now, that is one of the important things that happened, that is happening. But I also want to go back to some of the stories. Uh, Devin Nunes, Republican uh, from California. His mom seems to be his mom seems to be the secretary, and um, 
in the daily this is a story from the Daily Beast. The Daily Beast reads Devin Nunes' mom F's up his report his filing reports with the FEC and on all of the reports except for one of the hundreds of pages that she filed, all of them have to be redone, rescinded, um, what do they call them? Uh, <laughs> she has to make changes because they were so she basically got caught trying to trying to cheat. And uh, now she has to um, have to refile these with amended with amended statements because Devin Noon's mom effed up his reports so that he's not charged. Now <laughs> you also have uh, Kansas Republican. Uh, Julian Trope, that's the best I can do with pronouncing his name. He's the head of the Senate at the state level. He's been arrested again. And the first time he was arrested, arrested, I guess it was for drunken driving or whatever the hell it was, but when it got right down to it, he was going the wrong way on the highway for about 10 minutes. And when the police tried to stop him, he took off and ran. So a little bit down the road, they had to use a tactical stop which means you basically bump the back of the car and spin it around, and then you box the car in. So having had to do that, he basically was arrested and released, but then he had to turn himself in because the uh, dash cam footage came up, so he had to give himself up. And he's facing two counts of felony fleeing. And he's got um, a few more counts added onto that, but um, this is white privilege, period. Because there are questions of who released him and why he was he not charged with the felony fleeing when you had him. But that seems to be a story that uh, has piqued everyone's curiosity. So that's... Uh, that's another one of these stories. But uh, I, want, I guess this is 
not the biggest story of the day, but this is one of them. Nearly 500 Americans charged in a $569 million worth of COVID fraud scheme. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. 500 people are involved in half a billion dollars worth of COVID relief. And it basically runs like this. Nearly 500 people charged in the United States for fraud schemes involving more than half a billion in COVID relief. The Department of Justice has led a historic enforcement initiative to detect and disrupt COVID-19-related fraud schemes. Attorney General Mary Garland said in a statement, a total of 474 defendants have been charged in cases involving attempts to fraudulently obtain over $569 million. Garland said the anti-fraud operation sends a clear, unmistakable message to those who would exploit a national emergency to steal taxpayer-funded resources. from vulnerable individuals and small businesses. Now, when you want to talk about small businesses were ignored with the PPE, this is why. This is why. They were stealing it. You know, in that PPP bill passing, It was a cutout that said the IG and other authorities would keep track of the loans and all the other things with this money to make sure that this stuff didn't happen. Donald Trump fired the IG so there was no sheriff on the block. At least 120 of those charged sought to fraudulently obtain funds from the Paycheck Protection Program designed to help small businesses. In one Texas case, defendants sought $24.8 million by applying for 15 different PPP loans from eight different lenders using 11 companies. Now, think about that. This has to be a very contrived, intricate scheme. The defendant obtained approximately $17.3 million and used the proceeds to purchase multiple homes, jewelry, and luxury vehicles. 
the Justice Department said international organized criminal groups have been applying for unemployment benefits using stolen identity. I'll just let that sink in. Here you are, and here we are, trying to get funds for the people who need them. (laughs) And you got these clowns who are basically stealing the money because the big clown in the Oval Office has fired the Inspector General, who was supposed to keep an eye on these things. You know, the corruption is, the corruption is rampant. The corruption is literally rampant. And um, I'll finish up on that particular story when I get back. The white race is an inferior race, and the black race is a superior race. Um, I'd like for you to respond to those uh, those claims. Thank you, um, Rock. To Mr. Botak and to the uh, Poverty Law Center, and to white and black people alike, First, hate is always manifested, not just with words, but with deeds. And if he and they, out of their hatred for us, have made books that they put in schools saying that the nation of Islam is a hate group, they have made films and they put it before police departments that we are a hate group. They are the purveyors of hate against the nation of Islam. Now, if they've spent a million dollars a year on security, and yet all of this that they've done to us, yet they can't find one hateful act that any one of us has done to any one of them. So what is it about our doctrine that causes them to classify us as a hate group? Let me tell you simply what it is. Now, they say that we teach that white is inferior and black is superior. I don't know in what context you are speaking because we as black people are in a very inferior position, not only in America, but in the Caribbean and Central and South America and in Africa. We once were in a superior position. But since two things can't occupy the same space at the same time, they are the ruling 
people of this time. So that's a lie or a misstatement of fact. But here's what we teach. And white folk teach it too. Uh, Let's see. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, two white people cannot produce yellow, much less brown or black. But the black man in us and from us came every species of human being that is on our planet. That is not hate or racism. That is an absolute fact. Now, some white anthropologists, one of the main ones was Dr. Leakey. He was looking for the origin of man. And he didn't. He may have passed through Europe, but he didn't stay there. He went to Africa, and he found the bones of a man 750,000 years of age, and they called him Zinj Anthropus. Zinj meaning black, Anthropus meaning man, and Zinj Anthropus had a father. So they kept on searching, and they found bones of black people a million and a half, two million, three million years. We are considered in the Bible the ancient of days. You cannot find our origin in the earth or in the sun. You find it with God. Now, having said that, does that mean we are superior? In the genetic sense, absolutely. If you keep bothering us, black folk shoot Not AK-47s. They shoot something that if we mix with you, you are gone. We stay. So genetically, you are inferior. That's not your mentality. That's not your creativity. That's your genetic makeup. We can wipe you off the earth just cohabiting with you. And that's why your population is going down. Now, we didn't do that. You're the one that's promoting intermarriage now. Yes, there was a time when you would kill a black man for looking under a white woman's dress that was hanging on a clothesline. Now, that's hate. We don't do that. We are telling the truth. You came from us. You are the Adam of the Bible, and we are the us that made man in our image and after our likeness. And we are the us that gave you time on our planet for you to live your life for six thousand years and we would not interfere with your rule until the coming of God. God is present now and the truth is present now. So we are your alpha and we are your omega. We you began from us and you will end with us. That's real. That's not hate. That's your scripture. Now let's go to real no no I got to finish this, Rob. 
I'm, I'm just getting warmed up here. <laughs> Believe me, see, once you open Pandora's box, you can't take what's coming out of it. See, but you opened it. Now, isn't it true that in the Talmudic, the Babylonian Talmud, this is Jewish literature, that it was a Jewish rabbi that introduced the thought that black people are the children of Ham and are doomed, as scriptures say, to be hewers of wood and drawers of water, that we are not black uh, out of uh, this creation of God. We are cursed black. Wrong. But you put that out. Is that love or is that hate? How many uh, Muslims have segregated you. you down in Alabama, Mr. Potok. And in Alabama, who was it that put up white and black drinking fountains? Who put up white and black uh, hotel, motel? See, you are the author of that, and that speaks to your hatred of us. We didn't do that to you. You all did that to us. Right now, in the movie, there's a history of the great ball player, Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. Look at what that man had to suffer to bring and open the door to black and brown and yellow to become a part of baseball. There you go. There you go. Uh, <laughs> always can count on the Honorable Louis Farrakhan, Minister Louis Farrakhan, to bring the truth, the facts, back to the fraud of the COVID-19 uh, funding and the previous COVID-19 bailout where the president fired the inspector general so there was no overseer of the money that was in the government system. It, it was just at the hands, at the behest of, what was his name, Mnuchin? Or was that uh, Mulvaney? One of those crooks, who knows what the hell. But... Uh, this is the part that infuriates me because this is of the of the problem. See, they're doing all of the fraud and we're doing all the looking and the gazing and we're basically allowing it to go past without making a big deal of it. Did you see the fools? Did you see the fool senators down on the border in their boats up riding up the river with their mounted machine guns and and each one of them coming before a camera doing the selfie speech and of course Cancun Cruise. Cancun Ted Cruise was out at midnight, it just, it, it pisses me off to no end. 
and I'll speak on that a little later in the show. But uh, back to this uh, fraud, cracking down on fraud schemes targeting consumers. The scammers were seeking to sell fake cures and treatments for coronas. The department has prosecuted or secured civil injunctions against dozens of defendants who sold products, including industrial bleach, ozone gas, vitamin supplements, collateral silver ointments, using false or unproven claims above the product's ability to prevent COVID-19 infections. This is part of the problem. There weren't enough people speaking the truth more than once. You know, Republicans have a history of over-the-top assertions that never come to fruition. Statements like, if you pass Obamacare, that'll kill the nation's economy. It never happened. They were only able to demonize and vilify Obamacare for another five or six years before people realized that, hey, this ain't bad at all. It could be better with a public option, but that's another story, and I don't want to anger myself anymore with that. But over and over again, Democrats seem to allow stories like the stealing of all of this money to just go past. Go by the wayside. Don't don't stand up and come and make a big deal out of it. And that's what they've been doing here. This is why Republicans are so up for lying and continuing to have their way when it comes to who is about telling the truth. And this is a perfect response when one of them silly reporters, you know, the ones who are afraid to ask Trump a tough question, when they ask uh, Jen Psaki a dumb question. And I get to tell you, I like Jen Psaki because she don't let them get away with it. They bring on stupid questions, she shows them right back down their throat. Fox News and the Biden press conference, not once did he call on those Fox News uh, representative. So 
today, the Fox, uh, Peter Ducey, is that his name? He was a level of famed indignation asked uh, Jen Psaki about not being called on by the president and you never call on Fox. Are, are we being isolated? She responded to him, I'm talking to you now, am I not? Well, I guess that shut that down. But, you know, i got to tell you again, these people never go home. Biden was did his press conference and the biggest thing they were about, they were angry because he had a little book with notes. So they were on him because he wasn't standing there shooting from the hip with a bunch of lies, uh, repetitive talk, the whole nine yards. So they weren't too happy about that. You know, I'll say it, I've said it, and I'll continue to say it. Piss them off as much as you can because anything else won't even matter. They're going to do what they do. They're going to continue to attack you. But when they attack you with stupidity, with stupid, like that's what they're doing now, the border, the border, well, let me, uh, you know, I, I I speak on things such as this uh, such as this border patrol, and it's just a matter of who do you want to believe here? Who are you going to believe here? Uh, someone can always, especially this gentleman. You can always say it better than me. This is Olderman versus the fake border crisis. From all the Republican jackasses squealing about a non-existent security crisis, from all the network pretend news hosts leaving their brains in bought and paid for neutral and promoting a presidential crisis that they hope will happen if only they can keep saying it is happening, from all of them I have yet to hear one question answered. What is it that all of you want us to do with the child refugees, fleeing murder in their homelands, fleeing to us and begging us for our help? What is it, Kevin McCarthy, that you want us to do with them? Put them in cages, as Trump did? What is it, disgraced ex-White House surgeon Ronnie Jackson, that you want us to do with them? Send them into storage in filthy conditions in Mexico, as Trump did? What is it that you, Ted Cancun Cruz, want us to do with them? Send them back to die in their native countries, as Trump did? The Republicans don't give a shit about these kids. Their solution is to hell with them. This is the goddamned United States of America, and those are children in trouble. And their numbers spiked not last week, but last year, up 690% in the last nine months under Trump. They are asking us for asylum. They are asking us to keep them from getting killed. They are asking us to be what this country has always been, mother of exiles. My great-great-grandfather came here because there was nowhere else for him to go. Joe Biden's great-great-grandfather came here because there was nowhere else for him to go. Donald Trump's grandfather came here because there was nowhere else for him to go. 
That border, destabilized by Trump xenophobia, must be fixed. The well-intentioned but now malfunctioning care for these kids must be fixed. But most importantly, these children must be welcomed here. This is the goddamned United States of America. We are great because of people who came here because there was nowhere else for them to go. Give me your tired, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless tempest tossed to me. This question is the crisis. Are we still Americans here, or are we a nation of goddamned stinking Trumps? Now, I'll say it. Was that harsh enough? No, it wasn't. <laughs> because um, Oberman is the one and only person I've heard come out and go right at them. It wasn't said enough that this crisis didn't just happen within the last 60 days. This is one of the Let's save it for the next uh, administration. Something that we can beat them over the head. We can beat them over the head with. Something that we created. It's not a crisis. It's, a, it's negligence on their part. It's the same negligence on their part that they seem to get away with because the administration now seems to believe that it's enough for us to simply keep our heads down and go about the business of governing. Fine. You can do that, and you can also send out about 10 or 15 surrogates to basically beat them over the head with their lies and their their feigned indignation for why something is all effed up when it's their fault. And the same happened with the covert and now here comes Biden. He's got a vaccine. And oh by the way, um the first one was not involved in warp and the warp speed, whatever it was. Uh, and yet the Biden administration and Republicans want to take credit for them. And they've come out and said themselves the government had nothing to do with it. So let's let's just pretend that someone of ill will is responding to these fake crises and these fake conspiracy theories. I'm going to, you want to know what the next one is? And I've been saying it for about two weeks now. Now that the vaccines are here, the campaign now will be to discredit the vaccine. You saw the Republican governors opening up their states 
way too early. And now there's an uptick in the number of people getting sick. And this uptick is marching across the plains because you had one state opening up, and then everybody naturally was saying, well, they're open. How come we can't be open? Because you will spread this virus. You couldn't hold on another month until the vaccinations were more prevalent, until more people got the vaccination. So now we have more people getting sick, and we're about to fall back into that that says crowded ICUs and overcrowded morgues. I would hope that in our negligence as a Democratic Party, we could find in it the truth. Florida, Texas, all your southern states opened up too soon. The vaccine is not taking hold yet. So you have people who are sick enough to make this downturn. Sabotage is the ideal way that Republicans will resist. Oh, the Biden administration, people are still getting sick, I guess so. Your clown governors keep opening their economies up. Everything's open, no mask. You know, I'm like this. I'm like this. If you open your economy and you spike in hospitalizations, in deaths, because you've allowed massless crowds to gather in super spreader events on your beaches, you go back to a dollar for dollar. Dollar for dollar. If you put in a dollar, you get out a dollar. Which means those southern states will lose anywhere to 71% of their federal funding for opening too soon. Don't try to impose your will and tell them they have to close. Let them stay open. Tell them, stay, stay open. We'll cut, we'll cut your funding down until you learn to comply. And once you've learned to comply, we'll resume your funding. But right now, what you are doing, you're costing the government. You're costing us more money. And we'll simply take the money that you were going to get 
and we'll dole it out to the states that are compliant. Attack them in that manner by withholding federal funding. It's all too easy. It's all too simple. And it's all deserved, well-deserved, because sabotage is what they're after. They are looking to turn democracy on its head with fascist authoritarianism. Think about it. Delegates can be changed from the vote of the people. You can go with the delegates you want to go with when there is uh, no sustained way to appoint the people to these committees who are going to make this decision? No. Democrats have to fight them back. And fighting them back is one way you pull even in this. And one way that you pull even in this is to hit them in their pocket and hit them everywhere it goes. If you can only if you can only I, I can't say reason with these people they can't be reasoned with. Two hundred and fifty three bills in forty three states are being passed. Once this Georgia bill is passed, now they will all come. Iowa passed one today also. And the Iowa bills and all of the bills that are coming behind them will disenfranchise and already disenfranchise people of color in their communities. So, take your pick. We either fight here or lose your democracy, period. So when you take away that illogical thinking, this is what you have. Oh, Sarge One just came into the room. How you doing, sir? Five one six 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 nine five one six is the number that I can be reached here. And uh, Sarge, Sarge One is in the chat room, and he's saying that the demon rats, I guess that's uh, 
a yuck-yuck for Democrats are doing their damnedest to enable massive one-party vote corruption into the future indefinitely. I don't understand. All they did was register to vote and had their votes counted, and they won. So now they've done something illegal? And election integrity was breached? How? When you have the Georgia Secretary of State, the Georgia governor declaring that the 2020 election was fair and even without fraud, I'm at a loss. 516-666-9516. Could someone please explain that to me in a way that says the Democrats are trying to take over? Well, that seems to be a a never-ending story. H.R. 1 must be passed. Get rid of the filibuster and pass it. And after you get rid of the filibuster, go and balance the court systems because they're out of balance. Speak of unconstitutional. <laughs> I don't think they know what that is. But at some point, they will. At some point, we will have a a democracy once again. Not authoritarian, fascist state that Republicans want and the Republicans adhere to. If you can't, (laughs) I'm not children. If you can't play nice in the chat room, I'll say. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. 516-666-9516. Tomorrow. Ten o'clock Eastern Time. Our common ground. Uh, Janice Graham, the host of our common ground, and um, Dr. James L. Taylor will be her guest, and they will speak on the. Jim Crow, return to Jim Crow, disenfranchisement laws, a.k.a. Jim Crow. It'll take a a couple hours just to hear me say that word. Um, 
Yes, it is a southern a southern word and it it came to mean any state law passed in the South that established different rules for blacks and whites. Jim Crow laws were based on the theory of white supremacy. Uh, that is that is absolutely correct. But uh, don't miss Dennis Graham. Tomorrow night at 10 o'clock, 516-666-9516-312. Welcome to the Alpha Show. Thank you for calling TruthWorks Network. Brother Alpha, how are you doing today? House Music Lover, how are you? I am good. Thanks for asking. I figured I'd put in an early call today. Stop being accused of calling in late. I, I just think you didn't spring forward, that's all. Say it again? I don't think you 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 know they this term spring forward, fall back. I don't <laughs> think you turn your corner forward. <laughs> it's ten o'clock train up and down. Saying, I think I think you think it's eleven. I leave my clock the same all year round. <laughs> Not on that time. <laughs> no. But look, um, let's have a real couple quick points to make. Like, first of all, that Biden press conference. So yeah. you're talking about the, um, I guess he or Saki doesn't call on um well, I guess Biden didn't call on Fox News specifically. But the few questions I heard, and I heard about the first five questions, um, without hearing anybody else say this, at least two or three of them took on that Fox News narrative. They were asking it from that right-wing slant. You know, in the case right. of being they always do. Exactly, they always do. So they always get their point across um, Because like I said I don't watch Fox Anything conservative whatsoever But I know what their talking points are All the time Because they get into the press um, And they're easy to figure out anyway um, But they get into the press And you know We get Mad Like hopping mad Trampoline hopping mad In terms of our response In the sense that um, you know, we, we just get out of sorts trying to answer them and get taken away from whatever agenda, hopefully, they're trying to put forth, you know, and get sidetracked, sidetracked. And, you know, like I said, there, there are only two um, things that they do, basically, um, are, at this years ago, are uh, uh, deflection and projection. That's all they do. Um and they lie, and this is their method of lying, with the projection and the deflection. So, um, yeah, it's, it's no surprise um, that they turned around and was whining today or yesterday with Saki or whoever, um, because that's, that's just what they're going to do. And, you know, I'm for one, I'm perfectly willing to ignore it. I'm perfectly willing for them to throw a tantrum and go on net networks and talk about, 
why the questions can't get exposed and brought up um, on other networks when they have all their networks and radio shows, um, you know, because they live in their own world. Um, but I'll be more than happy not to live in it, not to know anything about it. So like I said a few weeks ago, you, you could take Texas. You can have Texas. Give me D.C., Puerto Rico, whatever, Virgin Islands, whatever. You can have Texas. Let them be their own Texas stand, whatever. Let's build, a, let's build some walls around that state. Get them the fuck out. And just like the rest of the, um, the right way. You can have them. I don't need them. I don't need them as a function of my everyday. And not the least bit. Um, so from that to uh, what else? Oh, the uh, curfew in Miami that they had early in the week. And they were rounding up all the black folks with the police and the um, pepper spray, whatever they were using. So I'm hearing uh, about while all them black folks down there um, and do black folks, you know, take spring break in Miami. So when I was down there in West Palm, one of the things I was able to enjoy was this event called Winter Music Conference. It's a conference of uh, basically people like me, house music lovers. Uh, they call it electronic music, EDM, but it was an international conference. It happened every March, South Beach. Uh, well, originally, it was like a 10-day conference, and it kept getting smaller and smaller. But it happened um, first week of spring break, typically. And right after that, there was a, basically a hip-hop convention. And black folks from all over the South came down and took over South Beach right after the Winter Music Conference. And then right after that, um, I think it was the Sony Open that was in Miami. Um, they checked, I think they, Sony pulled out whatever it is, Miami Open now. The Miami Open coincided with the first week or the, the end of hip-hop and I think it was the first week of the, the Miami Open. And then they had a what, big wine and food, this cultural event, which was awesome. One of the best times I ever had consistently going to Miami Beach was for that event. It's awesome. I don't even know if they still have it now. But sandwiched in between those was this, you know, kind of hip-hop takeover. And there was never um, problems like that. And I guess it's only problems like that because how Florida rolled out, it's you're getting out from under COVID. Come on out. And, oh, wait a minute. I didn't mean all you black folks, even though y'all are usually down there that specific week for that event. And now it's the thing. But what's the song say? Ain't no cursing wasn't a thing until black man raps. Well, apparently, um, being on South Beach, wasn't a thing until a whole bunch of black folks came down there at the at the end of doing the COVID um, crisis and pandemic. So um, that's what that's what that's about. Um, but don't let them fool you. Black folks didn't just come out of nowhere and say, "Oh, we're going down to South Beach this week." Out of the top of their head, um, that's usually where they are this this past week for every year that I've known since twenty. 2020 of 1998. Um, so 
that that wasn't anything unusual to see them down there. And the last thing I want to talk about was taxes. Um, I guess Biden brought up yesterday um, the history of the tax cuts with, with, with Trump. And then I read somewhere that they said that he lied about it. Well, it's not that he lied um, about the 2017 tax cut passed for Trump um, in terms of who got what. Um, they want to harp on, conservatives want to harp on the initial savings of the first year of the plan, but don't talk about now and those savings are gone, getting rolled back. And, yes, 83% of all the tax benefits from that cut will go to the 1%. Um, they said they just want to talk about the first part, but not the part going forward. And uh, in the article I read last night quoted, um, 20, from the 1% paid, 30-some-odd percent, under 40% of all taxes paid. And the bottom 90% paid just under 30, like 29.9%. And they were questioning why. And for years, my question, my answer, my question has been, why shouldn't they? My answer is, if they have all the fucking money, why don't they pay the majority of the fucking taxes? Why is that a conundrum? How is that how is that not logical? How is that not the answer that flies out of every Democrat's mouth? If the 1% gets 90% of the money, the new money, why aren't they paying 90% of the taxes? Why can't, that, why can't that be that simple? But you get Biden and whoever else are getting their tongues tied trying to explain it these long-winded answers that don't mean jack, that don't make any sense, that'll roll people's eyes back. And you simply have to say they got the mo- they got all the money. Why don't they pay the majority of the taxes? They're supposed to. That's it. Well, you can only say. They write the tax rules, and they mean them. Yeah, you're right. Uh, They do mean them. They mean for us to to drown ourselves, and they mean for us to um, to get taken advantage of, just like the story you said earlier about the uh, the PPP loans and all that, and the people um, PPP, PPP loans. And how they, um, the certain amount of people took advantage of them to a, was it, half a billion dollars or whatever? Um, So, you know, and they're always quick to defend corporations. And, you know, Mitt Romney, uh, corporations are person too. Bullshit. Okay, so let's see these corporations go to jail. Let's see these corporations get written out of existence. And whoever was at the helm, let's see them go to jail if they're people. You want to be quick to defend a corporate, uh, a corporation's right um, to get those PPP loans, um, then defend our right 
to prosecute them for misusing it and making them refund the money. Um, well, it's insane. In those, uh, in those PPP loans, it was placed in the bill that they could only do this, they could only, you know, that certain people, it was supposed to be an, uh, an anti-fraud clause. So this fraud couldn't happen. Trump turned around and fired the inspector general so there was no policeman on the street. <laughs> and then O'Reilly or Mnuchin, they just looked the other way as these false claims came in because there was nobody to oversee it. Of course. That, that's the wolf in, in charge of the, the chicken coop. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to tell on themselves, are they? You know, they're going to go in and snatch a few hands that they're they're liking whenever they do and, you know, make sure nobody comes behind them and slaps them on the hand and say, don't do that. Of course, Trump is the biggest freaking crook um, ever elected to any office. So, yeah, um, and Mnuchin has been stealing money from day one. Him and his little crooked-ass wife. You know, they probably went to treasuries all around the country and just got naked and rolled around in money. You know, that's the, the kind of crazy people I see Mnuchin's man. Um, and his wife is just stupid off the chain with her uh, ignorance and entitlement and more than happy, you know, to flaunt her letting me cake lifestyle. So, no, I don't know. Um, I, I don't doubt that for a second. And, you know, of course, that is the history, and of course, that's that's Donald Trump's. Um, that's his history, also. He did the same thing with his own investigations, time and time again, blocking evidence, um, setting it up so we can't get the information we need. Um, you know, that that's that's their other that, that that's their uh, the other plays out of their playbook. You know, and, and as bad as Republicans were. Hell, Donald Trump could set him on a whole new level. Whole new level. So of course, yeah, that's that's what they did. That's what they do. Um oh and I, I didn't even really want to talk about Trump. However, I hear that he's coming out with his own um social media platform. And as soon as I heard it, my heart sank because a daily I Take into consideration, even though the world is still full full of bullshit on a daily basis, at least I don't have to hear him. I don't have to experience his stirring of the part uh, of the pot. Hear his voice, his hear him getting all these other folks riled up. And unfortunately, when that thing comes back online, um, the media is probably going to jump on it again. And they'll probably be reporting it um, at least, you know, maybe not 100% of when he was in office, but whatever it is, it's going to be too much more. It'll be more than what I'm going to want to hear about it. Um, So I don't know if Anonymous is out there still and they want to go figure out whatever code he's using, go have at it. Um, We don't need it. Just don't need it. I don't want to hear it. 
I'm, tell me if I'm wrong. Should we not? Should we not be going down the list of the conspiracy theories and the uh, the feigned indignation from Republicans? And when I say go down the list, I mean something to this effect. Republicans said that if this happens, that was going to happen, and it never happened. Republicans said that if we passed this bill, that this would happen, and it never happened. Every step of the way, everything that the Democratic Party has provided for the Republican Party and for the country, Republicans have decried that uh, there would be uh, hell to pay for it, and, but it has never come to fruition. So, I mean, I'm I'm like this. What do you say? What do you do about that? Well, I don't need Trump on social media on his own platform to uh, prove that. Republicans are wrong all the time, or most of the time, if not all the time. Well, I don't need that. Forget um, about Trump, because they were wrong before Trump. Right. They were wrong when Obama first came into office, and their hair was on fire about the debt. And the, and then Trump comes in and drops a cool $9 trillion on the debt total, something in that area, between 7 and $9 trillion on Oh, debt. And nothing right to the is, bank. Right. Then it turns into a discussion of austerity once Democrats win back the White House. Mm-hmm. They want to talk about the debt. And why is it that when the question is asked by the media, someone doesn't just call off and tell the media, to shut the hell up because you didn't do your job when Republicans were playing Santa Claus to the corporations. I mean, it's gotten to the point with me where I'm about to throw my hands up on it because there is just insufficient messaging going on from the other side. Yes, I agree. Um, but look, all we need uh, to see that they're wrong so often um, is to just let them keep talking, really. Um, yeah, the, from the the raising the minimum wage, how that's going to crater the economy. How, how long have they been talking about that? And every time they were wrong. And it, and it cratered the economy on the east co- on the west coast. Is California oh. under? No, they're still in the black. In Seattle? And they're in the black from a Democratic they're in the black from a Democratic governor who raised taxes on the rich. Yep. And the the blueprint is there. It's just that we've had so many pathetic leaders of the DNC and the D Triple C. You know, when you get the Debbie Wasserman Schultz's, 
the Tim Kaines and the, those Joe moderate Biden. Democrats. It gets to that point, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the Rahm Emanuel's and um, increasingly locally, again, maybe even Lori Lightfoot. She's uh, trailing. She's um, trending down the Rahm Emanuel path nowadays. So just to get local for a quick second. <laughs> um, but yeah, once you um you, you bring that that moderation that that Barack Obama, I'm really a Republican in the Democratic Party mindset. Then yeah, yeah, you get a whole bunch of leakage, um, conservative leakage, and um, the the paralysis of analysis, and really just the the shutting down of any um, progressive ideas to maintain the status quo. So like I said a couple of weeks ago, the status quo right now means conservatives win. Status quo right now means white supremacy wins. Status quo right now means that economic inequality is going to not stay the same. It's going to get worse because everything is fun and corporations and rich folks and white supremacists and fascists is funding their uh, in their favor, and you got to get rid of these status quo Democrats. Um, well, that's you, that's one of my your, that's one of my biggest arguments. Why is it that we continue to put up with these status quo Democrats who are not willing allocated like this? The Republican Party is well on its way to destroying itself. All we got to do is push them on over the cliff. Yeah, that, that sounds good, and I'm willing to, to do it and see it and um, make it happen. But, you know, what about the underdog? When they go down, what else are they going to take down with it? Um, looking forward to Janice's show tomorrow with Dr. Taylor to talk about these uh, laws voter restriction, new Jim Crow. Um, let's go back to to uh, pre-64 Voting Rights, Civil Rights Act agenda for 2022, 2021 or 2022 elections and beyond. I'm um, looking forward to the show. So I want to talk about it, but I'm sure Dr. Taylor is going to do a 1,000% better than anything I want to But... Um, <laughs> He's going to co-host with her. And uh, I would have to say that he's basically going to host because Janice won't be able to get a word in edgewise. Um, And I tease him him about that, you know, because the man can go. When he goes, he goes. Yeah, he has to be a a wonderful guest for uh, talk show, radio show host. Because you just give them a question and let them go. You don't have to come in for breaks, you know, and, and let them keep going. And he he does not waste a word. He doesn't make a superfluous point. He doesn't he doesn't wander. He's on point all the time. So I'm more than happy to hear what the brother has to say tomorrow. And of course, Janice too. Janice is always on point. So one of the reasons I'm still here and pay attention as much as I do 
is because Janice came along back in 2007 and 2008 and, um, you know, helped the blue, uh, lay down the blueprint of what we should be, uh, the level of knowledge we should have and what we should be listening for and what we should be reading and who we should be um, trying to emulate in terms of thought. So, yeah, they, that dynamic duo for me. I'll be on it tomorrow. Well, um, Dr. Taylor will be the co-host. Did I say? Did I mention that already? Yeah. Because of the uh, as the final minutes tick away in the program, I, I begin to lose it. I did have a nap in my old age this week, so therefore I'm a, a little bit more alert than normal. Because last week I. I was talking, and I just put myself to sleep. And Janice <laughs> reminded me of that. She asked me, she said, you fell asleep while you you put yourself to sleep? And I I, I couldn't start, <laughs> I couldn't put my porky pig excuse up and start stuttering and can also. I just had to admit it, yeah. I was that boring, I talked myself to sleep. Because it was, it was brutal. But, I'm uh, sorry, I'm glad to be sure. Well, you did miss it all the way up until the very end, and I wasn't going to talk to you then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and turn over a new leaf uh, at least every other week or so. But I still like my closing position. That's what I am. I'm a closer, brother. That's what I do. <laughs> you know, I'm a, I'm a closer. I'm a main act, sir. That's what I do. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you how you never cease to amaze me. <laughs> you know, only person only person that amazes me more is myself. I don't know how it is that I could fall asleep in the middle of my show. I I started playing a clip and next thing I know the clip was silent. I was silent. I don't even know. Was I snoring? I don't even know. But, um, man, last week, you know, look, Alpha, your your body has a propensity to shut itself down when it needs to. Um, You know, if you didn't get enough rest that day, if you're getting too stressed out, if the, the news is just too damn ridiculous, you know, whatever it is, whatever the cause, you know, your body will step in at times and save uh, save itself from us, you know. So don't feel bad about it. Use something that was needed. Janice over yeah, there on the she'll uh, she she can throw something on her. Say goodnight for the rest of us and shut it down, you know. She got your back. <laughs> yeah, but there's a part about that. She don't have no control over what I'm doing here. <laughs> She's got about as much control as you do now. That is, I mean, I'm operating to <laughs> do what I'm <laughs> But then, I've, I've got to admit, I've had that problem. I can be talking and in a pause, I'll drift off. And I'll be thinking about something else, and then they say, I know I'm dreaming about something else. 
I think they call that narcolepsy. Um, I don't know. We, we, we may have to roll over there. Right. You I thought I, the word I had was dementia. I'm not trying to mince no words. I'm calling this song exactly what it is. Yeah, well, whatever it is. Like I I said, I just want us to, I just want the Democratic Party to not respond. Who is the attack sometimes? I mean, fight these people. Yep. That's what uh, that's what I was complaining about, what, a month, five, six weeks ago or whatever? Let's, let's get aggressive. Let's, let's attack. Let's not, not wait to be attacked and then counterattack. Um, go on the offensive, you know? Let's, 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 let's move. Let's move them. And um, I, I was listening to somebody, some, a boxer, a UFC guy, um, talk about fighting methods and styles or something, and they talked about how they could do certain things in the ring to get their opponent to move a certain way so that way they get set up and the first guy can go in and do what he's trying to do. Well, we need to move them in the way we want them to move and set them up for a knockout punch, set them up for a big punch or a kick to the head or a kick to the gut. I heard the same Whatever. thing, how I heard the same thing. The guy said he would throw jabs just to the right of them so they could bend to the left. And he would do mm-hmm. that about three times. And then he would fake on that same jab when he bent to the left, he'd kick him in the head. And I said to myself, he was dirty mother. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I mean, you all all aren't violent enough. And for you to be able to pull that off, I don't know. Yeah. um, It just speaks volumes. So I would love to hear somebody in the upper echelon of the Democratic Party just really be honest and um, kind of tell us what their meetings, how the meetings are, what's the strategy, what's really said in these meetings, and name some names. Who's the people that are putting chains on other folks to keep them from, you know, really getting out there and and roaring and moving um, the party? I mean, of course, we, we already kind of know the names. Um, in general, but there's some names in the background that we don't know. We know the people in the forefront, but there's got to be some names in any given meeting, any given room, um, and who's setting this, uh, uh, what did did Clintons call it? Uh, Incremental, um, incrementalist uh, mindset. Because it's just not Working, it's just not working, and it should be well. It should be something. It just says we're never on the offensive. That's what it does. It says we're never on the offensive. We're always responding. 
and we're never on the offensive. It's gotten to that point. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Um, and we need to do better. Um, we're going to have to do better. And, um, you know, um, I was going to bring some up locally, but it doesn't have to be uh, local. Um, just the, the amount of gun violence going on now, the two mass shootings that uh, most of the country knows about in Colorado and Georgia. But we just had basically a, a mass shooting last night um, over here yeah. on the south side of Chicago. Um, and it seems like we had another that. one early in the week. Also, yeah, last night we had one on the 79th off Western. And two people opened fire on a group of people. I think eight were shot. Um, seven were hurt. One was dead. And, um, you know, that, and I'm pretty sure we had one uh, early in the week or, or late last week. And, um, yeah, there's just the amount of gun violence. And, well, one, it's how does that what happened uh, in Chicago not be the same as Colorado and Georgia, other than the total amount of people was smaller. But um, one gets called, you know, uh, urban violence or whatever, and uh, the other two are categorized differently. Um, But it's gun violence and terrorizing. Um, communities either way you look at it to me well basically because black people are involved in the fatalities and the gunshot victims and so therefore they only uh, they get to categorize who and how and why uh, this 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 um, and see how this exchange on 79th and Western you're like on uh you're like in my neck of the woods there. And mm-hmm. it's like I didn't hear nothing about it. <laughs> well, limit the fact that I don't go out I don't go out of my house. Right. Because me and my hover around we're just not uh conducive to the terrain of the city. <laughs> yeah, well, I um very familiar with that area about um man five blocks away back in the mid nineties I probably basically lived over there. I was uh, dating somebody over there. Not too far from there and the area looked um looked different um twenty six years ago, um than it does today. Um and that's a whole different story about um, gentrification, the white flight, um, change of neighborhoods. Um, although that's still a pretty good area over there. That was a storefront on the main drag. Um, a lot of those uh, storefronts have been shuttered um, uh, post-pandemic. So somebody was over there hustling with that area that uh, that. That 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 um, storefront probably just trying to make a little money or whatever, and um, had the wrong people over there and had the wrong event and you know that jumped off. But they're still pretty decent 
desirable area to be in over there. It's right across the street from St. Rita High School, um, Old Quigley South High School. I'm super familiar with both of those. Um, so it, it is out of character for that area, which should only just raise more eyebrows and ears, um, along with the two shootings that are nation, nationally known, that it can happen anywhere. Um, you could be anywhere amongst anybody and have horrific, out of the blue, totally unnecessary, totally unpredictable, totally um, be able to defend yourself against this senseless gun violence. Something's got to be done. Something other than everybody have a gun. Because that's, that's, that's the prescription right now. Everybody get a gun. Let's go back to the old West. You pop, I pop. Something other than that has to be done. Well, I'm I'm one for this. Um, let it bog down in the Senate and in the well. The House has already passed the bill, but let it bog down in the Senate, and then Biden just declared national emergency and passed and banned assault weapons. That's yes. it's a dual. I can agree with that. And if you don't like it, take that. it to court. If you don't like it, take it to court and see how long that it goes. See how long that takes. Yeah, you know, one of my arguments I have with myself, and yeah, I did just say that out loud, was who is worse, Bush or Trump? I've always wanted to say Bush because Bush was the devil, him and Cheney. And Trump yeah, well, was see, a different um, devil. Trump was a stupid Bush devil. let that. Yeah, and yeah, braggadocious, yeah, whole another level of devil. Um, but Bush let that, the uh, salt ban uh, uh, lapse that uh, Clinton put in place. And it was, this is a direct result. It took a few years to ramp up, but it's a direct result of letting the assault weapons ban um, lapse. So. You know, so it's another another devil's actions. It's a, uh, uh, another another devil's result that we're witnessing. Ongoing. Yeah, well, house. There's <laughs> um, a good fight on tomorrow night in the MMA. I believe it's UFC 260. Uh, two heavyweights. Um, if somebody get hit, they going to sleep. I'm telling you. <laughs> but um, what I'm, they I'm watching what the they basically what? I'm sorry. I'm watching the Bulls' new team tomorrow. You know, we got a Vukovic from uh, Orlando. So uh, they're going to make a push to the playoffs. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, this game tomorrow and see how they play. Uh, I may get a chance to check out that UFC fight. We'll see. You just you just can't help yourself. You're just a diehard, diehard Bulls fan, ain't you? I'm a basketball, like basketball, it. and tennis are my two favorite sports, not in that order. So well, I, can, <laughs> I, can only, 
I can only apologize to you for being with the Bulls. That's all yeah, I can well. do for you. I root for Chicago teams first. First and foremost, always. But I'm a fan, so yeah. I can watch any game and be interested. But, yeah, I can't. Yeah, I'm sorry, the, I go for the White Sox and the Blackhawks. Oh, yeah, definitely a Sox fan, uh, Blackhawks fan. And I walk around with Blackhawks paraphernalia. White folks and black folks look at me a little crazy. But uh, I was uh, a usher back in the day at the stadium um, before United Center, you know, with the uh, cold, cold, cold stadium. Didn't matter if it was ice on the ground yeah. or not, rats running around and stuff. But I, I worked for Andy Frame back in the day. So when I was young, I got exposed to hockey. And I didn't fall in love with it, but I appreciated it because I tried ice skating. That didn't work for me. And what those cats can do on those skates, you can't. Uh, it, it's hard not to marvel at what they can do on those skates. So. Yeah. Oh, black Wait, <laughs> What they do on those skates is something else. Just for that, I mean, that alone, it makes for uh, a good, a good yeah. uh, presentation at best. And you see it up close, um, and you feel those yeah. hits when they're on the boards, and that puck. Lapping against those walls and the boards and uh, each other, man, it's um, it's a different experience. And um, didn't black folks invent, invent hockey back in the day? Or was that lacrosse? I'm getting my. Uh, yeah, well, no, black folks invented hockey. One or two of them in hockey. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm thinking we. You know, they, they couldn't have. They couldn't have too many black folks with them skates. You know, they take the skates off and they'll cut somebody. So they, <laughs> they cut them with those sticks. They got those blades on the bottom of those sticks, man. The sticks are super sharp. That's what I mean. They got blades on the sticks. You know how um, so yeah, not, not a lot of black folks, but no, we're coming. We're coming. Yeah, the black folks got a black goldie, a season second string goldie. Yeah, Mr. He's, Subar. Uh, yeah, he's. But they've been playing pretty good hockey. Well, we've uh, veered off of uh, these uh, politics that are that make me sick. <laughs> yeah, see, this and is what Dr. Uh, Taylor won't do. To, this is what Dr. Taylor and Chanis won't do tomorrow. They won't be talking black hockey. <laughs> Yeah, that's one thing. That's one thing I can promise you. They will not talk about tomorrow. <laughs> Black Hawk. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Alpha. Let me jump out of here. Appreciate you taking my call. All right, Alpha. Thanks for your call, man, and you take care. Thanks, sir. You too. House music lover. And. Um, Coming up on about seven minutes to go in the program. And I'll tell you, let's recap the whole thing. You got corruption about the PPP and the money that went out the door 
part of the three trillion, or was it two trillion, that went out the door with the first PPP program, and the people who swooped in and stole the money from the small businesses. And now Merrick Garland is trying to claw some of that money back. And I don't just want him to claw the money back. I want him to lock some people up, period. So let's go with that. And my my dream is that the Democratic Party go on the offensive and speak to who's for democracy and who's for authoritarian fascism. Did you hear Donald Trump say that the people who stormed the Capitol, they were hugging and kissing the police? Yeah, after they beat them with the poles, bear sprayed them. Yep. Now another, uh, I guess another policeman involved in that altercation has died. But it gets, this is, this is Donald Trump's Benghazi. This is the Republican Party's Benghazi. One of the things that the Democrats should have went on the offensive with is that when he was acquitted from the first impeachment, he allowed half a million people to die by promoting the pandemic. And they're still promoting the pandemic. They are still not trying to get rid of the pandemic. Open this up. Open that up. We're tired of of being uh, uh, locked down and, you know, it gets to a point where if you can't put your finger on who's responsible for the super spreaders and the people getting sick, what else can you do? Take it for what it's worth. As Al Gore would say, take it from me. (laughs) Yeah, they sure did. They sure did. That was the first. That was the first um, uh, I would call voter nullification election. It was the one in 2000, they brought Bush about. And the purge of 90,000 Floridians just to give George W. Bush the office. So we enter into another week Maybe next week at this time, I could be talking about the indictment of Donald Trump, the indictments, 
by the Georgia State Prosecutor, by the New York Attorney General, and by the Manhattan District Attorney. But it gets closer and closer as the weeks go by. We can only have it our way. And that should be part of the entire logic or lack of logic. Only have it your way. Don't give the opposition an inch. And try to, let's try to have it our way all the time. And it uh, tickled me when I saw that, uh, you know, Fox News, <laughs> Fox News is just that's what's that's what's wrong. These alphabet agencies, the FEC, the FCC, the FDA, the F, you know, they they do nothing. They do nothing. Fox should have had their license stripped a long time ago. But I understand it's about the money. I do understand it's about the money. And we've got to continue to remain vigilant. We have to remain vigilant. We can't go to celebration mode. We have to be in resistance mode. I see a headline here, Fox News rating slumped ruthlessly mocked on HBO's real time. I don't watch real time anymore. I really don't. Can somebody tell me, why would you arrest the black uh, congresswoman in Georgia for knocking on the door? Don't you know that's going to be some bad ink for you? (laughs) Well, people, powers are about up here. And I do mean about up. This one up. A lot better for me than last week when I was uh, noticeably um, withdrawn and actually sleep. (laughs) So let me tell you like this. Don't forget Janice Graham, our common ground, 10 o'clock. Tomorrow night, co-host, Dr. 
James Taylor. When injustice becomes law. This has been another exciting episode of the Alpha Show. We appreciate your listenership. Thank you for joining us at TruthWorks Network, the Alpha Show. Join us next Wednesday, 10 p.m. That's where we are. And that's why it's almost bewitching out. It's almost checkmate. It's almost that time. The time is of no return. It's almost the time when we won't be able to recover because recovery simply will not be in the cards for us. We cannot, I repeat, we cannot continue down this road because this road is headed for the ultimate dead end. Everybody thinks we're on Mother, who are they to judge us? Mother, mother, simply call me sweet where I hang on.
That's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.